0: Basketball in L.A. is unmatched. All the opportunities that I've ever been given in my life came from being here in L.A. People might think it's cool because, you know, Hollywood, the weather. No, man, it's beautiful
1: out here, but at the same time, it's hardcore. In L.A., you can get embarrassed to quit. Los is the mecca of basketball. I think it's transition from the East Coast now to the West Coast. It's a little flashy.
0: Layback, back, smooth skills, but at the same time, got a lot of dog.
1: This is Game Behind the Game, a podcast designed to shed light on the individuals that have impacted the basketball culture of the greater L.A. area. These players, coaches, and trainers have had their own unique impact on the growth of the L.A. hoop scene, but not the opportunity to share their wisdom and experiences on a greater platform. The goal is to inspire the next generation to do the things that inspire them the most and help create a platform that will impact others by building lasting relationships in the basketball community to show the youth how to navigate the same issues that may have held back previous eras, to build the work ethic and leadership needed to advance their basketball careers, and most importantly, to motivate and stimulate the personal development of players inside and outside of their athletic identity. My name is Tatoris Mayberry,
0: 23 years old. Um, I go to school in Canada, in Langley, British Columbia training Western. So what got me into basketball, uh, probably say my pops, my dad, my uncle, they played basketball all throughout their life. So, you know, I was born in a basketball family. My mom played basketball too. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't even know that until like I got older. I thought my mom was just playing around like, yeah, I used to play basketball. Then I low key in the hall of fame in my whole high school, like she had a, it was a picture over in there. Like, wow, that's true. That's crazy. But yeah, I played, I'm playing basketball. since so I was like three like, you know, transition to different sports and stuff, but like basketball, that's my first love. And yeah, that was probably like the best basketball, like just me working on my game and finding out what stuff. So, boom, ninth grade come, I go to high school, John Muir High School, Mighty Mustangs, baby. Um, <laughs> so, when we, I go to high school, I'm I'm thinking I'm about to play varsity. From the jump, from the (laughs) jump. No, because I was like, man, I'm pretty good. Like, eighth grade, I'm coming in. I'm all right. I've been working on my game for a little bit. And then my dad was like, nah, I don't think you should play varsity. I don't think you're ready mentally. I was like, mentally, I'm ready. Like, I'm not scared of nothing. But that that saved me, that saved my career of me not playing varsity my freshman year. That saved me, though, because I seen one of my teammates, he was a freshman. Man, he went through it. Like, he, he couldn't even. He can't even get up and down the court without really being mentally, like, frust- frustrated and fatigued and stuff. So, like, so then I'm like, dang, man, I don't want to play, like, play here no more. So I'm, that summer, that ninth grade summer, man, my parents like, you got, you got workouts this summer. What's going on? I'm like, man, look, coach on vacation, so we all on vacation. <laughs> <You're somewhere> like, <laughs> so you lied to your parents? I lied to my mind. parents. <laughs> listen, This is the thing. I lied to my parents. I lied to the coach. I'm like, listen, look, coach, me on vacation. I'm, out, I'm not going to be out here. Right. So I try to stay as far away from basketball the whole summer as possible, right? So I tell my parents, like, yeah, man, dad, we ain't got no workouts, blah, blah, blah. So boom, registration come up. So I'm like, I'm thinking I'm not going to see no one until school starts. I'm like, I right, go to school, like, yeah, man, I'm working out, blah, blah, blah. So boom. I, uh, you generally this walked in here. Uh, I just, I, um, so I go, me and my mom go to registration, and then, uh, I see like the girls' basketball coach and our coach like walk by. So you know, I hit the, I hit the left, hit the bathroom, <laughs> right? So then my mom called, she hit me my phone, like, where where are you at? I'm like, I'm in the bathroom. She's like, come out here. I'm like, oh hey, what's up, Coach? How's it going? He's like, man, where you been all summer? was like, man, you said you was on vacation. No, you said you was on vacation. You're like, well, one of us ain't telling the truth. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, right, whatever. So then me and my dad a long time, do you wanna play basketball? I'm like, I do, but if I'm not playing varsity, and I'm being a guy, like man, I can't do it. So he's like, whatever, blah blah. So I go back, see, so start practicing in the summer, the end of the summer, and then I'm playing JV. I'm like, man, this is not it. This is boring. But I'm, I move up to varsity that day. Oh, okay. So I go to varsity practice, kill all, <laughs> like kill them off. Like they like, hey, bro, where you been? So then I'm playing. I'm not coming off the bench. My like all the way halfway through my sophomore year, and then. When my I get into the starting lineup. So I ain't never not started ever since the rest of my high school career. And then we went to me, my teammate Jelani Mitchell. We took our team, two sophomores, bro. Okay. Took the whole team to the CIF championship. You know, coach did some funny stuff. We ain't going to say no names. but. Hey, it's all good, man. Yeah, he did some, like, some stuff that cost me. I, swear, I should have a ring on my finger right now, a little <laughs> chunky thing. But, yeah, so then that that summer – I started playing travel ball for real, for like on like a, a, the good circuits. And then I just started transforming my body that year. Came back junior year, ready to go. That junior, year, my junior year was like, I have like my arrival part. Like, I, I was there, like, I was killing. I uh, set the record for school, most points, scoring the game. Uh, California player of the week on ESPN, top whatever for my class. And, um, and then. Junior we was 24 and two. We was, yeah, we was 24 and two at the time. Our team was buzzing. We was, I think we was number four in California. No, no, we was top 15. Okay. And then we were number two in our playoff bracket, but so we got a violation, and sanction, and we was in a super division. So with uh, Bishop Montgomery, Sarah, all that whole, that whole little, uh, the super division, all the private schools. So yeah, we didn't mind of not going to playoffs, whatever. Had to take some L's, but people know we, we was that team to beat, so they everyone was hating on us, whatever. <laughs> so then, my senior year come around. Well, the end of my junior year, I started playing with the Premier Circuit, so like all like the the sponsored teams, like uh, for AU. Yeah, okay. so like I played with ICANN Can and um, LA, and I played. Um, that's the Under Armour sanctioned teams, so like, sponsored by Under Armour, so. Played in that, man, I played against some some really good guys. I had a good tournament in Kansas, played in Minnesota a couple times, played in Texas and played all those guys. And senior year, man, that was a that was a year that I was like, okay. No, like going in I'm sorry, going backtracking. Um so junior year, so uh we had a workout at our school, like five D one coaches. We had CSUN, USC Colorado, Gonzaga, and, and Rice, right? So I had three, I had two of those five schools, but I already had New Mexico State. And then like, the, like our coaches doing some weird stuff, like went to last minute and I sending them film and stuff like, well, we need, we need all of our film. And he like got rid of our film. So that whole team, I think my junior, we should, I, I think about 90% of our team should have D D1. Wow. So, so at least like, Eight of the twelve guys should have won d one, so yeah, and then other guys could have won d two whatever
1: so basically everyone could have got out to yeah, school. yeah,
0: so then that happened, and in my senior year, there was only two players, me and my my boy Jelani, we uh, only us two, and it's like the young guys they wasn't like you know what I mean, so he get hurt the first game, no, the second game of the season. So I'm just, I'm putting a team on our, I'm like this, like <laughs> jump in, like it's hard, like it's hard for me. Like I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done that. Like I'm not, I haven't been used to doing that. So I like jump in. So we win winning games and stuff. So then, you know, senior year, we lose second second round playoffs and stuff. So, so I'm just like, I'm in limbo right now. So I'm figuring out what schools I go to at this point, the recruiting process is not like looking real pretty for me. So. Uh, I go to a workout. I not even know I was working out that day. I go to a workout at, in ELAC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then... Um, you can go ahead. You're good. You no, no. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go to the workouts. I'm watching a couple of guys. There was one guy, I forgot his name, but he was going to Washington at the time. But the, like, he already committed the, his, his, freshman, his freshman year. So I am like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'll probably like, be cool. like, because, yeah, you're going to have to play behind him. I'm like, play behind him? Why can't I play with him? Like, you could put me in, like, the two or the three. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He was like, no, we, just, we already got his guy set. So at the time, I'm like, man, do I really want to waste a year of basketball just sitting playing behind someone? Who-? It was actually good. Yeah, he's good. But, like, do I really want to sit there? Because in my mind, I'm trying to get out here, year, go D1, and do my thing. So, boom. So I play playing travel ball. And then uh, I get an offer from a school for Muno Jessup. Okay. But it's not, like, a full ride at the time because the Coach, he had just got there. So I'm like, dang, like, I can't afford to – pay this pay this chip out of my pocket so so um I wind up going to um, Valley Valley College out of nowhere because uh, my um my travel ball coach, he uh one of our players had went here or whatever. So we worked out with Watson, you know, he was he was real cool when he found I first met him. So he was like, Yeah, I heard about you, I did my research and stuff, so um we're gonna get it going. So my freshman year at Valley I got hurt. I tore my MPT in my foot um, midway through this like, preseason. And then I played all the preseason, and I was like, you know, I'm going to just hang it up because I can't Like My foot was messed up. I can't even walk on it. So yeah. I took that extra year off. Then my sophomore year was a good year for me. I played good, got all conference. We should have went to the playoffs, but they robbed us. They, they
1: definitely they, robbed us. Uh, <laughs> they they, robbed they
0: gave it to Glendale, in. even though we we beat them three times. <laughs> we beat them three times, two times we really, really we smacked, smacked them. them. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? They gave one dude all conference, we never be on conference when I played against him. He he averaged four points against me. I was like eighteen and ten, and I was cooking him, whatever. Blah blah. that's blah, blah. neither here nor there. So then at the end of the season. I'm thinking like, damn, I still ain't got no hit ups. Two weeks later, I get like whew, like seventeen seventeen coaches call. I'm like, Hey man, hope you still look for a place to play. We got some spots for you. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out. because I still had to finish uh stats.
1: Yep, that one stats. Finish
0: stats in the summer. So um yeah, I go through the process. That was a fun process. That was a really fun process, just talking and meeting coaches and stuff and had a couple home visits. Um, so, I was down to like my last three schools, it was a school in um, West Virginia, Okay. that was like my first offer, and then um, a school in um, Oh Concordia in Oregon, Okay. D2, New D2 school, and then um, what other school was it, it was NAIA, so those three schools, so one of the coaches was like, yeah, you have to get, like, he didn't tell me the, the last day for full ride scholarships to be signed, so... I'm taking I'm trying my hardest, you know, to pass this stats class, cause I'm stats is hard. So then um I go to um I'm taking my stats class in the summer. I get my grade, I pass it. So I'm like, yo coach, I passed the class, blah, blah, He's like, Oh, I'm sorry, like we uh are the the deadline is July 1st it was the It was a s it was a seventh. I'm like, damn, six days, you can't even can't work no magic with the with the dean, the administration, whatever. You can't get your boy up here. You know you need me. But <laughs> he was like he was like, uh, nah, like it's a new school. I'm like I can understand that. I'm, I'm trying to get you in no trouble with me. I know how it goes. So I'm in limbo again. I'm like dang, like what do I do? I'm done. JUCO. So then um, he reached out to a coach in Canada. Okay. So he, the coach called me, you know, he butchered my name. Oh, well, is this Taters Mayberry? Uh, yeah, this coach from um, from Trinity Western in British Columbia. I'm like, British Columbia? Where is that? I ain't never heard of that city ever. You had to Google it real quick? <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm like, I looked it up. I'm like, Canada? I'm like, what do they know about basketball in Canada? I'm like, what is this? I only know about Canada, it's Drake. I'm like, what's up? I'm like, I don't even know like where that is, like where the school's okay. I don't even know where Vancouver is. I'm like, whatever. So he like, yeah, we gotta we can offer you 95%, 97% of your scholarship. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, how much is it? like, we gotta pay like a thousand. I'm like, that's nothing. I don't pay that. Well, I just gotta pay because I'm international, so I gotta pay my international fee, so like, it's nothing, right? So I go through that process, I sign, and then I go up there, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I hurt myself in the summer, so I'm like, damn, kind of messed up, but whatever. So I get out there, so I'm like, cool, okay. Like, I didn't have like the best season, but I was just feeling it out, like getting used to all the FIBA rules with all the dudes smacking the ball off the rim mm-hmm. and 24 second shot clock and how fast the pace of the game is and how you don't get a reset if it's the ball, if you get the ball back off the rebound. So it was just getting used to that stuff and, you know, just decided, you know, I'm going to stick it out and finish these three years up, get my film and, you know, try to see where basketball takes me. So been doing that. So finished my last year pretty good, did well. So this year got a position change. So I was playing a three and a four. So now I'm playing one, two, three, four, five. Doing it all. <laughs> doing all. So, yeah, so I've been playing point guard. I haven't played point in like seven, eight years. So, like, we, was, we had training camp before I left to come back home. He was like, yeah, I like, I like you the way you do it. You know, like I like your vision and how you see the game. So, like, this this is summer, just work on like your guard stuff. So I've been doing that, working on my guard stuff, my ball handling, just being able to read the defense and picking my spots when I'm at the point. But anything else, buckets. I'm. <laughs> um, I've been working on all my stuff, man, because this this is a year. This is that this that kind. This the this for me. I'm acting like I'm already like a pro, right? So that's why I've been trying to get my pro mentality. Like, all right, for me, this is contract year, I gotta get in here. I gotta I gotta work out twice a day, sometimes three times a day if I wanna. You feel me? If I don't wanna hang out on the weekend, so if I'm just doing that, just getting used to that, just getting my body right. It's already like I've been doing good. I lost a lot of weight. Now I'm just trans- uh, getting rid of my body fat right now. So once I come in next year, trying to get the all-conference, should probably try to get our conference player of the year, go to the Nationals, do that. Because this year, uh, one of the dudes that went to my school, he transferred, and his team won National this year. So it was like, pretty dope to see that, like, dang, like, he was he And we played them. We played that team that won National this year. This year. And we was hanging with him, you feel me? And we was undermanned. They had a squad. So, like, Imagine, that gives you that yeah, like, give you that mean, mentality. Like yeah. if, if I put in the work, and my you know like one of my teammates, Vartan, Tennelly, he played on the uh, Lebanese national team, and he's from Canada, so I know he puts in work, and like all the other guys, they if we just they just put in with like, ten more percent, while we put in at one fifty, and it's it adds up. Adds up. up. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm doing, and just working on stuff, and working on brands, and after basketball, God forbid I get hurt, but just working on. Just stuff like that and training and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's about it.
1: That's good, man. That's really good. What would you say is the biggest difficulty, like, playing in Canada and then the transition from?
0: Your mentality. So, once you come in from Juco, you thinking, like, okay, I'm going to be the man on this team. Cause I was a man on my JUCO team. I was, they wanted me. Mm-hmm. So most teams they need the man, but some teams don't need that guy. They just need that guy to do this one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for some JUCO players to be able to do that transition. Like, okay, you were a scorer, but we just need someone just to shoot threes all night. It seemed like people were like, oh, it seemed easy, but bro, you gotta really like learn how to really just do one job. Like, you gotta really learn how to come off four screens and be able to set your feet and. Angle your body to make, that, to make the big shots. Or, or what if I don't, I don't need a score? I need a rebound or a defender. It's hard to make that, make that transition real quick, so it takes a while. And you only got two years. It's not like you got five or three or whatever. <laughs> so like, you, you got to make that transition like, in your mind. Like, all right, so I'm going to talk to the coach. I'm going to ask him, what do you want from me? So I can work on that this summer. So when I come up there, I'll already be ready and already be polished and ready to go. OK.
1: So mentioning coaches, how is the recruiting process different going from high school to, like, a smaller school or junior college than Duco to, like, the next level? Is like, the same type of intensity. Like, do they, do they approach you just as heavy, or is it more of, like, they try to feel you out? Well, you
0: got to think because high school – well, coming from high school, it's like a um, – it's more, it's more your parents are involved, right? So you, you're not really, really talking to – you're talking to the coaching team, but you're not really, like, in it, like, daily, yeah. daily, like, all right. But like JUCO, when you come from that, they like, they own you because you got to be able to have all these requirements, not just like just the SAT. You got to have your grade plan, you has to be up. You got to have your uh, your AA. You got to be able to be able to live, because that's the main thing. You got to be able to live, because you might not want to live on campus. You got to be able to afford living. So with me, I had to. I, didn't, I don't. I want to live on campus. You feel me? I'm old. Like I'm. I was old. I was coming out there at 22. So I'm like, all right. I'm not, I don't want to live on campus with an eighteen-year-old and have to deal with that. I'm gonna live on my own, live with a teammate or something. So I did that. So it, was nice. it wasn't expensive because the exchange rate. But if you were somewhere else, it'd probably be expensive. Yeah. yeah. So that's what you gotta like. That's what that's one thing you gotta really balance. Like, that's what I would say for me personally.
1: Okay. Um. What made you choose your school in particular? Because mm-hmm. I know you got. I know because, obviously, I was with you during the process. Mm -hmm. Like, when we were still at Valley, like, you were waiting. Yeah. You was, like, waiting on phone calls. Yeah. And then when you started getting called, it was, like, all at once. So You were, like, you dropped back, and we didn't even really see you because Mm -hmm. you were trying to figure it out all at one Mm -hmm. time. But what made you make your, like, last choice and pick that school?
0: Well, to me, it was, like, all right, if I was to go NAIA, I would have did that out of high school. Like, no no disrespect to, like, that level of basketball, but, like, if I wanted to do that, I would have did that out of high school. did that and D2, I uh, was really leaning more towards D2 because it's more, it's not as much politics as it is in D1 basketball, it's just, just hoops. And that's what I'm just here for. I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, be like a poster boy. Like, I just want to play basketball, bro, at the end of the day. Like, I love this game so much, so that's one thing. But like, for me, choosing this school, um, cause it's because it's a private school, right? And I value education for myself because I want to, because you, you can't play basketball all your life, right? So you got to transition yourself and learn different trades and be a man. So um, this school is really good. They have a really good business program. Even though I'm not in business, I'm saying if I wanted to be a business major or something, they have that. Like the school is a Christian school and different values for me as being a Christian. And I was like, oh, I've never been to a Catholic school, or Christian school. So let me try it out. And okay. Ever since I've been there, I like the, the environment of the school, the city that I live in. It's like real chill, not extra. If I wanna go extra I go to Vancouver, you turn on whatever. <laughs> Still <stuff to> be. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm just like a low key guy, so I don't want to like too much like but that school is a really good school. I've like, met a lot of friends there that I can like you know. Hey man, you got, you know this guy that works at this job. Yeah, I give, give him your name shot him out so it's one of those schools. But um nah but that was one and one A was probably Concordia in Oregon. If I could have signed there, I would have went there for sure. Cause I like I like the program, I like what they run, I like the coach. He he seemed like he really wanted me like to be the guy on that team, and, you know, help him get some wins. But the crazy thing is, we played them this year. How did that go? So he, our him our no, we played him this year coming up my senior. Oh okay, year. okay. Yeah. So our coach was like, he like look at the schedule. I'm looking. I'm looking, I'm like, damn, I played a lot of games this year, like 45 games this year. So I'm looking, I'm looking in December. I'm like, Coach, uh, this year we left in the 16th to go back home. Why, why are we leaving on the 20th? I'm like, oh, we play Concordia. He's like, yeah, I'll put that, on, I'll put that one on there for you. I'm like, yeah, I wish we were playing California, but I'm not tripping. I go, go to R.F. West to play and kill those guys, play my hardest. But, yeah, that's, that's why I picked this school, though, and because the money was right, too. Players, players, don't go to no school that's going to try to jip you. Always go to somewhere where they're going to they mess with you, they're going to uh, help you out with your future. Not only basketball, but like outside of basketball, like building um, relationships with people and doing stuff like that. So. And get somewhere where Coach really going to let you loose. He's not going to handcuff you until your senior year.
1: <laughs> that's real. Um, what would you tell your younger self looking back on your career to date?
0: Um, work out more, like, on your body. Like, you, I was in a gym, I was a gym rat, but I wasn't eating the right stuff, right? So high school, boom, my high school, is so many fast food places on a straight line. You just walk up, you be hungry, like, it's hard, cause you be hungry. You be like, damn, man, my mom only gave me like seven dollars a day, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta make a what to do with this, this little seven hots. So you're walking up, you see McDonald's, you like, oh, I can get home for the dollar menu. Then we got this place called Gems Across the Street. You get you some greasy fries for like $2. You got the Panda Express, you got the, you know, Subway's, like whatever. You got the Bill's Chicken. Then you have some other places around that, Perry's Drum. I'm like, man, like, whew. <laughs> man, I can't, man, I, I live off this junk food. But that's what I would say for me is um, probably Treating my body like a temple, quote unquote temple, um, and uh, man, playing every game like it was my last. Like in high school, some games I have like, I like not take off, but I wouldn't. I really really trip. Like, oh man, I only had like 18 this night, even though we won. I'm like, man, or I didn't have like a complete game. Like so, like. Me so more of having complete games and having just, oh, I had 30 this night, no assists, three rebounds. You feel me? More so like a 18, 12, and six, 18, 12, like four. Yeah, a balanced game. Yeah, having a balanced yeah. game. Not just pure look on scoring because like coaches like some big schools that like want scores, but can you transition to be a complete player? So that's what that's what I tell myself. That's what I tell people who like I train like little kids and like my little cousins, my little brother. Like I'm telling like. Bro, if you become a complete player, you, no one can tell you anything. You're going to have as many offers as you want. Because you, you're a complete player, you can do it all. So that's what I tell my younger self. And, you know, uh, that's about it. I like, just work on your body and comp- play as a complete player. Okay.
1: What was your most difficult moment in your career up to date? Uh
0: probably when I first, when I was in the boot. When I realized, just walking around, like, I think it was, oh, what game was that? Uh, when I was in Juka well, like I got three. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, start, I'm gonna start off right there. So the first one was in high school when my coach told me he burned all our film. So it was a game when I set the record and I went off. I don't know why I went off that day, Burroughs just got it, they just, they just got the raft that day. Cause the first like five plays, I had five and ones back to back. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going for it. Cause the thing is two nights before that, my, my best friend, he had 38. So he was like, yeah bro, I got 38. You ain't never had 38 in my life. I'm like bro, I had 30 in my life for in high school, whatever. So boom, I'm at, I think I'm at like 30, 35. I'm at, yeah, I'm at 35. I got the ball right in front of our bench. I'm drilling between my legs. I look back at him. He's like, no, no. He's yelling at the other team, no, no, don't let him shoot it. Don't let him shoot it. Being a hater, but because he, he was hurt that game. I think he was sick. So he's like, no, no. I pull up. Dagger. Pow. He's sick. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Jay. So then I score. I hit 40, right? So I get the ball at half court. This dude talking trash to me. Boom, boom. Me. Like, you're not about to score over 40 on me. I said, man, shut up. <laughs> Boom! Oh, I think I could have had 50 that game, but our dudes on the bench, it was trying to pass me the ball, you know, people hating on your boy. I'm tripping. <laughs> But yeah, so, that that game, so, all the coaches, like all the D1 coaches asking for that film, like, we need film on that game. Like, come on, like, send it to us. So I called, I text my coach, I'm like, coach, yo, like, I need the film for that game. He's like, I'm um, sorry. So I got blacklisted as a coach. I can't. I can't show any film. I'm like, how is, how is that? How much, how, how much sense does that make, for you not to be able to give film of the games? He's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry about that. So I'm like, damn, I was hurt. Like, I, was, not even for like the scholarship purpose. I'm like, that's archived for myself. Like, just yeah. to like nice. have that memory. So that was one thing. So, then second one was probably. Um, JUCO, yeah. When I heard, when I heard I hurt the day before a game, and I played on it, and I kept playing on it throughout the whole preseason. So I'm just like sitting there. I'm in the boot. Everyone's playing. I think we got our first win of that. Uh, we won our first game of conference against I think it was Bakersfield. I'm just sitting there like, dang, bro. Like these guys out here playing hard and winning games. I'm just sitting there in this boot. I was sick. Like, that was, like, from that, that, that year and a half was, like, a dark time. Like, I was like, damn, bro, like, do I really want to keep going through this and trying to heal myself back up? So I was just thinking to myself, like, like, man, you can do it. All you got to do is just stay focused and go through rehab and just get in the gym when you can. And I did that. And then I could say probably my first year in Canada, just me not being away from home and, a lot of stuff happening back home, friends dying, and all types of stuff. So that was like a, probably one of those things for me. Yeah, just those three things. Like my friend died. Um, he got he got shot. I think a day, like the night before the game, I was reading. I was reading about it, like, damn man. And I had a good game the next day, but like just not being able to be at the funeral and hanging out with the family and stuff like that. So.
1: I know the feeling, man. Yeah. You're a family man like me. Yeah. And being man, from a city like that, like, we've we had have, we have to talk yeah. like, plenty of times, yeah. man. It's rough. Like, people don't really understand going bro, through that when you can't reach out.
0: People don't know, bro. People, I was in the, I was really in, like, not in it, but I was like there, like, witnessing everything that was happening in my neighborhood. Like, bro, like, I'm so glad I have my dad in my life. Like, like you'll know, have my dad and my parents and my family in my life. Like, a tight knit family, because I don't know where I would be right now if it wasn't for my family and basketball, bro, because. Some of my friends, I still hang out with time to time, but some of them, gang members, drug addicts, drug sellers, robbed, bank robbers—all you name it—they've done it. And like, they be like, bro, like it's—it's it's crazy to think that you could have been just like us if you didn't play basketball. Or safe, like, bro, if I would have kept playing football, I'd have been in the league. Yeah. like one of my friends I grew up with, Kevon Seymour, he's in the league right now. Um, My boy Taekwon Glass, he about to go to Montreal and play uh, Canadian football. Like a lot of guys are doing positive stuff, but it's like it's like a small percent of us. Like that's the one thing. Like that's why I'm glad I left, left and moved out here for that year, and went back and like seeing like oh man, I don't like I don't like this, just sitting around doing the same thing you've been doing since high school, still gang banging, like doing stupid stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm very grateful <laughs> that I kept playing basketball because I don't know what I would be. I, I don't know what type of person I would be. Probably a minister to society. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds so white. Well, I probably would though because it's like because it's like it's the only thing that you know. That's uh, that's what you see every day. So you think like, oh man, little little Ray Ray over there gang banging. He over there, he over there selling drugs, getting money. So why can't I do it? So I'm like, man. I see it. I'm like, that's just not me. I can't. I can't sit there and want to fight all day with someone for a stupid reason, just because they're from a different area or a different color. So. Yeah, man.
1: You already know. What would you What would you say was your most memorable memorable basketball moment?
0: Mm, not even. It wasn't even a 42. It wasn't even a 40 ball that I had that year. And my junior. It was when I was like seven, bro. And I remember this. You were seven? I was seven, bro. And I remember this. And I remember this story. Uh, I was playing basketball at the Boys and Girls Club. And we was in a semifinal game. And uh, I was playing against my cousin, AJ, right? So it was him and, like, some other guys from my area. And it was me, team by myself with some some bums. (laughs) So we down, I think, two, like, four seconds left. So the coach call a timeout. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to run this play. We're going to run it for T. Mind you, I only got like eight points at this time. It's like a look, close game. It's like, you kid, you're not going to score we run up 70, 80.
1: Bro, eight
0: points when you <laughs> yeah, like twenty. that's bad. So I'm like, so I'm running. I'm, I'm like, damn, I'm like, I don't know. What is it? What am I going to do? So my dad is on scorekeeper that night. So I'm like, I'm like, dad, like, it's a play. It's a play for me. He's like, I know. Go ahead and make the shot. So I'm just sitting in the corner. I catch the ball. My cousin is closing down on me, bro. I just just shoot it, I'm like And I'm looking, in my mind, I'm like, man, that's off. I'm I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's about to hit all net. (laughs) Oh, my crowd go crazy. My teammates go crazy. Bro, my cousin, my, they whole team was crying because they were older than us, right? Because we was playing up. So the whole team was crying. They like, man, we don't like T no more, man. He ain't our friend. Oh, bro, I hit the, bro, I hit the game when I was I don't even know the dude. I was like, my first game ever in my life. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell did I just
1: do? I'm like, all right. So the next game I had like 20. So that was, like, that, that was probably, like, your real, like, coming out party then because you was, like, you You saw, like, what basketball yeah. could have, like, brought for you. Okay.
0: <laughs> that and the, probably, like, winning, like, the little Robertson League stuff when I was in. Um, like, like, when I was a kid, I really, like, that stuff back then like, really, like, made me want to keep playing basketball. Like, mom was like that as a kid. And, you know, Carmelo being my favorite player, you know, me rocking the braids wanted to
1: call you Team Melo for no <laughs> reason. Bro. Wanted
0: to go to like to Syracuse and like big moments like that, like stuff like that like made me want to play basketball and playing with my friends like in the backyard and stuff and you know stuff like that. Like just innocent basketball.
1: That's what I like. Yeah. Just innocent yeah, basketball. Like it's purest going. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, if you could describe your career in one word, what would it be? career in basketball uh,
0: time, dang that's hard though i got question, a question huh yeah <laughs> like, really that's a really good question Uh i would say my career uh, in my turn like you saying from my perspective
1: yeah this is all you
0: Use some no big words. You know, I'm in college. You know, I know some big words. God, you
1: could use two. For a uh, name, one. If you got in one word,
0: uh, memorable. I say memorable. Memorable. In terms of like just the friendships I made and like how it uh, shaped my personality as a like as a person. Because I was a shy kid, you know, and you talk to too many people. But being on the basketball court, you got to be able to talk and communicate with your teammates. So, like, you know. That made my personality grow as a person. You know, now that I look back on, like, damn, I was really that shy as a kid. Like, I didn't say nothing. I was just being a weirdo. Like, just sitting there, like, mm, I just want to shoot threes <laughs> and not say nothing to no one. And I, that's one thing I value. Like, basketball, it helped me, like, meet people that that I call my brothers, like you, the guys at Valley, guys I went to high school with, a couple of guys I go to school with now. Like, it's like lifelong friendships that you you can like reminisce and talk to them about like talk trash is like bro remember remember I practiced when I hit you with that euro. then I almost <laughs> you feel me I just hit the James Harden for me it's like it was stuff like that that I always like just makes basketball and life fun
1: that's real that's real last question what does LA basketball mean to you well
0: I'm from Pasadena so it's different
1: I, I, I try to include it all because Like, as a whole, there was always, there was always, like, a separation of, like, L.A. from everybody else first. So, from, like, New York, Texas, from the South, whatever. But then, as of, like, recently, like, it's just connected everybody. Yeah. Like, people people travel now. Like, the small things that we've talked about, like, practice and hanging out, we understand that it's not, it's, everything's not really too far away. Mm -hmm. Because everyone that's, like, a pivotal player plays in yeah, different places yeah, yeah, like yeah. from like Dina to like the IE yeah. to like LA or the Valley or whatever. Like everyone's connected. Like think of our, our Valley team, like our second year. Like we from everywhere. Yeah. We got dude like from Inglewood, we have Long Beach, mm-hmm. we have Pasadena, we have Connecticut, Duke, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> like we have everywhere and that's just Juco level. Yeah. So that's what I'm like from your perspective. But what does like LA basketball mean to you as like a whole?
0: LA basketball is you get um I think we get like undervalued you gotta think about it bro like the swag that people play with in the league bro that's that's all la all nba players want to come to la and play bro they want to go to in a the drew they want to live that that lifestyle that flashiness you can't get that from nowhere else, probably from new york but like that's his ball that's his ball handling for me i mean like your whole how you present yourself when you play basketball that's la like swagginess is la bro but like, i say for me, how how my city, Pasadena, how we, you know, we don't get that much, you know, we don't get that much love. Like we got some good players that really played in the in league. And like Stacey Alderman, Jock Vaughn, uh, Ryan Hollins, you know, Ginger Brandman, Horace. I'm trying to work on getting his. Man, man. that'll be dope. that would be a dope interview, that'll be dope. Well. Some young guys, Blake Hamilton, Josh Brown, you know, myself. Um, uh, Jeremy Major, a lot, a lot of those guys like we like you know undervalued but now like we starting to get that pub You know starting to get that recognition because high school this year high school Pasadena we So we yeah, had some good players, some of them young guys was ready to go But yeah like yeah, I just think LA basketball is undervalued for me because they're like oh these LA guys, they soft. Nah, it's It's right at rugged basketball in the heart of LA like if you really sit there and go to the Drew or go to even go to the real run like there's some real good, like gritty basketball players out there. Some guys that could really play in the league, but didn't get the opportunity to play in the league at all. Like that's one thing about LA. Like, it's so many people out here. You don't get that opportunity, that, that one light. Like, man, if that one, if that one dude over there really got the light, you would see who he really is and what type of player he is, and he'll go crazy if he got that opportunity. So that's what I think. Like if you go to any other city or any other state, you won't see, you would. You'll see that one person, right? Imagine if our, alright. Imagine if LA was broken up into, quote unquote, different like sections, like, but it's not the same city, right? Mm-hmm. You know how many players would come out just because it's not, it's different cities, not just one big city, yep. different names. Yep. Like a dude I know that went to that I grew up with Trayvon Harmon, he played with James Harden, bro. He said. If he didn't, if he wasn't from Pasadena or, or California, if he was in a different state, he would been a McDonald's American that year because they were in the same high school. They were in the same uh, grade level. So like, it's just too hard. You can't, it's just too hard. There's too many stars out here yeah. for the city. And like, just to be able to have that little one, little uh, too many big fish in a little pond.
1: Yeah, man. It really is. But that's the whole Like, that's the whole purpose of it. I want to shine light on LA basketball as a whole mm-hmm. and for just for people that I've met and I had relationships with and just that like even may have been connected to like I want to reach out and have that connected because mm-hmm. LA doesn't like really get recognition like that like we have players in the league yeah of course like names and faces that are super popular like DeMar DeRozan James, James Harden. Harden like what's from LA in the league? Well, um, Andrew, Andrew Holiday, Andrew Holiday. Like, Lonzo, now. Like, we have a good amount, but at the same time, what about the players that Kawhi. have had their own individual successes that yeah. don't get that recognition? Right, right, right. That's the whole point of the game behind the game, like, is to get all that exposure out there and yeah. to create that network. So, if, like, one of my kids wants to reach out, like, now, mm-hmm. like, my kids can come and reach out through the program, through the podcast and everything. They can come out and just. Yeah. You know what I think it is?
0: You know, it's the age of social media. So, like, now you got the balls live, you got the. You got the, um, what's that? It's the other, like the, um, I forgot the other stuff. Hoop Dream, whatever, yeah. all that hoop mixtape, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So imagine they had that back in like the early 2000s with like, man, you know how many guys would get out? What? Bro. When I see kids on, I'll be like just glancing through, I'll be seeing kids on Ball Swipe and stuff. That's not even like really, this is the name, what they did in the AAU. They're not really killing like that. So imagine a, if they had it back in it, like 2000. I was, man. I remember I went to a Fairfax versus Pasadena um, CIF game. Mm-hmm. Oh my Yo, goodness, folks! But when I mean. You can even stand, you can't even stand. You can't even sit you can't sit sit down, standing bro. Rolling. Standing room only. Standing room only, bro. It's walls of sweating, bro. I only experienced that one time when life playing basketball like, that. Like, that We've had rivals. But it was when I had an undershirt on had to take it off. I had to take my compression shorts off. I had to play an under. I'm like, bro, I'm like, it's so hot in here. But like that game I went to when I was in like the seventh grade, bro. I was like, man, this is this is a real deal. This is a real deal basketball. And it was in, it was at Fairfax. So it was in the hood. Yep. Really, I'm like, wow. This yeah. is most of the, most of those guys should have been in the league too.
1: It's crazy, man. It's all opportunity. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you have someone in mind that has a story that you think should be heard, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the game behind the game and leave us a message. If you have any questions or comments, email us at gamebehindthegame at gmail.com. In the meantime, help spread the word to anyone that you think may enjoy and or benefit from this podcast. And if you haven't yet, go to either Apple or Spotify podcast to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your input and experiences are what keep us going.